Welcome to this episode of Inside the NCAA, the AMA Experience. My name is Chris Johnson, and I'm Associate Director for Academic and Membership Affairs. Our goal is to provide you insight on what we in AMA encounter on a daily basis. We will have subject matter experts from the national office and the membership to discuss hot topics impacting all three NCAA divisions. For today's episode, we're going to welcome our first guest from outside the national office, Christina Miner, Senior Associate Athletic Director for Compliance and Regulatory Affairs at Northwestern University. Christina, welcome to Indianapolis. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And let's talk real quick. What brings you to Indianapolis? Uh, the new Compliance Administrators Academy. So I'm the third VP of NAC, National Association of Athletic Compliance, um, one of the subgroups of NACTA. So we're really trying to increase the partnership between NAC, the membership, the NCA office. Um, so this was just a really good opportunity to meet some new people. Um, we had several meetings with some leadership in various units, kind of figure out what's going on, how can we help, how can we continue to partner and collaborate, and of course, you know, get in front of the the next wave of compliance administrators. And just for our audience, the NACDA stands for National Association of Collegiate Directors of Athletics. So it's a it's a program that NAC, the National Association for Athletics Compliance, and the National Office work together on and to develop new compliance administrators. Is that correct? Absolutely. And so they're developing them. They're really introducing them to the different areas within the national office and, and really helping them kind of gather some tools to, to be effective, not only compliance administrators, but also uh, athletics administrators as they continue to progress in their career. So it's the next wave of, of compliance individuals. Um, and talking about this, you, you've kind of uh, made some rounds around the with your career path uh, from within the national office as a post-grad intern and now at Northwestern. Talk to us a little bit about your career path. Yeah, so uh, this is actually just coming full circle. So I started my career in the national office as an intern, postgraduate intern program. I was an intern in the enforcement staff. Um, after that. So that was during, uh, that was right after law school. So moved around a little bit. Honestly, I'm, I'm born and raised in the Big Ten. Um, so we went to the Big Ten conference, went out to New Jersey. I worked at Rutgers for just under four years, and then I got to come home. I'm from Chicago, so now I'm at Northwestern. Um, but yeah, so this is year 10, 10-year um, anniversary of, of being a post-grad intern. So it, it literally all comes back to this building. Yeah, and, and that's a really valuable experience with the postgrad intern because I think you had a chance to really see how the inside of the NCA works, and then you took that knowledge with you out to uh, the membership as well. In, in knowing that and, and knowing the day-to-day role of compliance, I've lived it, um, I remember it, and you know, you're know you really charged with knowing rules basically on the fly or being able to interpret legislation on your own. Um, there are times where you're able to kind of take it back to your office, work through it yourself mm-hmm. using um, the different resources online. But there are times where it's like, okay, this needs to be either raised to the national office, this is a national level issue, or I'm not really sure. And I just kind of really would like to bounce it off someone. So talk to us about how you work through that and then determine, hey, I need to reach out to AMA in the national office. Honestly, I I reach out before, during, after just to make sure that I'm on the right track, Um, not only for myself, but, you know, for my institution, um, whether it's coaches or student athletes or or whatever the case may be. um, I think having been in this office and gotten a lot of really great relationships, um, you know, throughout both buildings, um, I feel comfortable doing that. I think that's something that we as NAC and then me personally want to help others with. It's 
the, this office, this building, the individuals in it, you especially, I call you at least every every couple <laughs> of weeks, um, understand that it's a resource. It's not a stopgap. It's not the police. It's not like this big, scary building um, where individuals, I mean, you're trying to serve the membership. We are the membership. We're trying to help our student athletes and our coaches and our, and our fellow admin. Um, so a lot of times it's just, hey, I have a question. Something has come up. What do you think? Am I on the right track? Do I need to go to another team? Do I need to go to a, you know, through a different route? Um, whatever those, you know, whatever the case may be there. Um, and I think it helps from an efficiency standpoint. At that particular time, it's okay. So I'm not going to send you an interp or a waiver or whatever the case may be. And it's not right. And there's information missing. So that just slows everything down, which means I get a phone call from my coaches is why is this taking so long? And I don't want the answer to be because I didn't do it right. Um, so that's that's a lot of it. Um, and then afterwards, like, okay, did I do this right? Are we on the same page? Great. And then and then we go from there. Yeah, and I think something you really you harped on there is the collaboration between, uh, especially uh, myself, and I can speak for the rest of AMA. We we like the collaborative piece of that, and as much as I was on campus and I experienced that time on campus, uh, the longer I'm removed from it, the longer I you know lose some of that knowledge and some of that experience. But it's also important to get some of those phone calls from AMA and talking through the different things, because you guys may be facing something on campus where we may not be aware of. And so those conversations and collaboration is important. Um, and so talk to us about further into that collaboration. Uh, let's say you identify a- an issue that, you know, maybe some new legislation comes through and and talk to us about how you kind of work through some of that with, with AMA. I mean, I think you identified this, that things are changing really rapidly. And, you know, as soon as we get a new rule or a new inter something happens on campus and we're like, we're, we're already, you know, moving 10 steps ahead of them. I'm like, oh, okay, I, we need some, we need some assistance with this. Um, so some of it is, is certainly, you know, process wise from a waiver or an interp, like very formally, it's like, there's a specific question and we need a specific answer to, but then some of it is just, you know, for example, something comes through from one of the oversight committees and here's this very long list of here's what they want and here's what they're thinking. Like, okay, so what does that look like for our campus? Um, and trying to be proactive where we can. It's okay. I, I see an ed column that might be several pages long. Like I need to con- condense that into a one pager so I could give to my coaches. Am I on the right track? Do I have this right? Have I missed anything? So even if it's not a formal waiver or a, an interp, just general education, am I telling my coaches and my student athletes what I'm supposed to be telling them, understanding that I probably wasn't in the room when you had those conversations to begin with. So I think the the more collaborative we can be proactively, everybody wins. Yeah, I agree so much with that one, the proactive collaboration. And you also mentioned it, things are changing really rapidly. Um, and some a lot of those changes are necessary as we continue to move into the next kind of college athletics age. Um, and that collaboration is important. Uh, those educational columns that you mentioned, those interpretations, those are brought on a lot of times by institutions kind of raising an issue. And so kind of what you've mentioned there is like raising the issue to AMA or your conference contact is helpful for us. And there will be times where I, you and I have had conversations where I've been like, that's a great question. I don't know <laughs> the answer to that one. And that's important because we learn together. It's collaborative. And we, we are learning together to grow into this new modern era of college athletics so AMA uses a uh, request self-reports online system 
frequently called RSRO. Um, so talk to us about some tips and tricks that you've used in terms of interpretations and waivers. I think you bring a unique perspective as the, the vice chair of the Committee for Legislative Relief, which is a committee I help support. So talk to us about some tips and tricks that you've, you kind of have uh, to make sure that you have a succinct case put together. I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'll call you first. <laughs> call somebody before I submit it and just under, you know, and just very briefly go through the facts. You know, it's not a I'm not trying to get an answer before I hit submit, but understanding here's the situation. What do I need to make sure that I'm including um, what documentation other than obviously kind of what's in those check the boxes when you go into, you know, wrist row? Um, because, again, I think the easier the membership makes it for AMA to answer a question and to make sure that you all are answering the question that we're actually a asking as opposed to, well, this is what I thought or, you know, this is what I said. And was like, oh, that's not that's not actually what's written down. So just making sure it's it's really clear exactly what the issue is. Everyone's on the same page. So whatever the answer is, it's actually addressing the right question. Um, so, again, some some of that is just, you know, having proactive conversations with whoever it is, you know, depending on depending on the bylaw team. Um, and then, you know, from a CLR perspective, again, I'm, I'm in a really fortunate position because I sit on that committee. And so when my coaches are saying or anybody is, there's a waiver, there's a waiver. I'm very confident we're going to get them. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you some inside baseball here. <laughs> These types of things are not being approved um, or supported at the rate that you think they are. Or conversely, they're not being denied at the rate that you think that they are. So, um, again, the, the relationships that anyone who who's a you know compliance administrator can have with with AMA staff in particular, I think is really helpful because it also it gives me a, a little boost of um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say authority, um, but there's a little more confidence from coaches. It's I've already asked the question. I know what I'm doing. If I don't know what I'm doing, I ask the person that knows what they're doing. So we're all on the same page here. There, there's no secret avenue. There's no, you know, magic back door to, to get a yes. It's this is how this works. We've talked to all the people that we want to talk to. And here's where we are so that it's not going back again and again saying, are you sure? Are you sure somebody got it wrong? I'm like, oh, I, I think this is this is literally where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think you hit on a few things about submitting the, the complete case too. And, and, you know, if you've got a really complex issue, you and I have talked through things on the phone. I'm like, okay, if we're going to describe this. We'll need to know this, this, and this information before to really give you the, the answer or the information that you need to be successful on campus. And I think that's really important on our end because I, I keep saying it, collaboration. Um, that's important for us to have all the, the facts and all of the impacted bylaws in front of us. You know, you, you do a great job and your, your institution does a great job putting forth an analysis as well. That also helps us understand kind of everything that's going on with um, with your case and, and your waiver. And I think you mentioned another good piece about waivers and the Committee for Legislative Relief. There's case precedent published. Mm -hmm. um, while the, what's published out there can't hold every single bit of information that's possible, like that's a tool for, for compliance. I mean, dating back from when I was on campus, it's a tool for compliance uh, to talk with coaches and say, I, I understand your situation. Here are three cases that are similar to yours and here are the three outcomes. Yeah, I think to, to that point, um, a, another piece of that is that the cases as they are, I don't want to say reported, but reported on Twitter is not, those aren't, you know, the full facts. Mm -hmm. So if it's, oh, this is exactly the same, you have no idea how much went into 
case precedent, you know, number one or two or three. So having that perspective and being able to bring that back to whoever it is on campus, I think is is also really helpful, um, you know, to kind of assist with that narrative that it's not everything is apples to apples. There is a difference, but that's why we have the processes that we have. Yeah, and, and you mentioned previously about education with coaches, and I know that's probably that's a pillar for all institutions. How do I educate my coaches? And in, in, I think NAC, if you want to go ahead and preview kind of NAC and, and why you're here in Indianapolis with NAC, uh, talk to us about that organization and wh- what all that organization can serve for, for individuals in the compliance field. Yeah, I mean, I think there's generally, you know, it's understood as there's two parts, you know, right? There's, there's the education piece, me pump out like neck and the no, um, and just, you know, more education. Honestly, most of it comes from from your shop anyway. And it's just like, we've just modified it just a little bit. Um, and then also professional development, um, the community building, uh, very similar to the relationship, the importance of the relationship between AMA staff and the membership relationships amongst membership um, individuals is also really helpful um, so that it's, hey, I've done this on my campus. Let's save somebody else some time so that we're not all, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel here. Um, You know, I tell people all the time, it's like coaches compete, compliance cooperates. We just want to make sure everyone's (laughs) doing the same thing the same way so we can all go home. Um, But that's really helpful to understand, okay, you know, so for me personally, I have certain people that I'll call depending on the issue, if I've depending on the sport. There are certain individuals that I know have gone through it already, so I will call them say, hey, what have you done on your campus? Um, if it's a football issue, call another, you know, different set of individuals about a football issue um, and kind of go around that way. So it's just, it's really, it's people helping people, as cliche as that sounds. And we don't have an answer, we call them and, hey, no one has a good tip sheet or an answer, what should we do? And then again, everyone is winning. Everyone is dealing with you know roughly the same issues. We've got rules that no, that don't necessarily address certain things that are happening on our campuses, and we're just trying to get to the right answer. Yeah, together at the same time, preferably. Yeah, and, and that level playing field across the way, um, and as much as we can, <laughs> as much as we can. And so, talk to us too about some of the networking pieces uh, that NAC provides as well as an organization. Oh, let's see. So there's the there's convention. So NACTA convention, then, you know, I think this probably changed a few years ago where everybody meets at the same place at the same time. Um, so that's, you know, professional development in terms of just seeing people and being able to bounce ideas and, and questions off of each other. Um, also, you know, more formalized development, whether it's education about here's what the rules are. Here's how you can be effective on campus in terms of education and NIL or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's, I think, convention is, is certainly a big one. Um, you know, committee opportunities, um, again, trying to create more opportunities for people to collaborate um, and engage with each other is, I mean, I, you know, in person would be wonderful. That's not, it's not always um, an op- it's not always an option. Um, but even, you know, via Zoom, it's okay, you know, I don't want to say cohorts, um, but there's still, there's opportunities for different groups to engage for different reasons, um, whether it's someone has a question and they post it on the board. It's supposed to be a safe space. I'm going to tell people it is a safe space. That is not the opportunity to go, ooh, that's a dumb question, you know, nationally. That's not what that's there for. <laughs> I don't think anybody uses it that way. But again, it's a it's a really quick way to get feedback from others in the membership. Of, oh, yeah, I just dealt with that last week. Okay, great. That saves me a ton of time if someone's like, oh, you know, here's my tip sheet that I just used. Here's, you know, I asked AMA that question. Here's what I got. 
you know, it just it's it's really about moving the community and the industry forward. Yeah. And final question. Um, you mentioned 10 years. You've been at the national office as a postgrad intern and our senior associate athletic director. What's what's one piece of advice you'd give to kind of an aspiring compliance individual, whether it's their beginning of their career or or, you know, they they're kind of trying to figure out where they want to go next with their career. Just one piece. That's a great question. I'd say lean into the learning opportunities. Um, things are changing rapidly, like we said. I think there's a perception that certain people have all of the answers because they've gotten to a certain chair. Absolutely not. I still call the same individuals. I need help. Um, I need help. I have a question. I think I'm in the right space. I've been asked the same question 14 times, and now I'm questioning whether or not I know this very basic rule. Um, so instead of shying away from it, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean into it. Like, there is something that I know that I'm going to learn, whether it's from a coach, from a student, from someone at the national office. I'm going to call. Call, email, text. Again, just leaning into it as opposed to, ooh, I should know this, or I don't want to ask that question because I'm afraid of the answer. You're going to get there anyway, so you might as well just try to get there proactively. Mm-hmm. Well, Christine, I know you've got a busy day uh, ahead of you with with what's going on with NAC here at the national office. So thank you for taking the time today to discuss, you know, collaborating with the national office with with AMA Enforcement Eligibility Center, uh, really all of regulatory affairs. So thank you so much for taking the time today to come out and talk to us. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Inside the NCAA, the AMA Experience. Be on the lookout for our next episode in two weeks.